Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So we are going to rock this house with Jenna and Spence and talking about activating your leadership to attract and ignite even more wealth. Can I get a hallelujah? Oh my gosh. Before we get into that conversation, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to be on the journey with us, taking every next step. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, the live stream, YouTube, checking out the blog post, show notes. Thanks for taking the next steps with these guests like Jen and Spencer are coming on right now. JD, who just rocked the stage. Jeff, Jeff, Dr. Brenda, who's on earlier. Claire, who's about to come on. Yoichi, who's coming on. Bill, myself. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. Okay. Let's talk about the iTunes review of the week. And this week, it's Human Flame, who says, it gets you going. Thanks, Chris, for your energy and positivity that you bring. Love what you are bringing to the table. You are welcome, Human Flame. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream all day long, like Human Flame, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store. Give us a review. Let, let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, how we can improve the show for you. We super, super appreciate it. I'm going to introduce Jenna and Spence in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper. Be ready to take notes because one of these ideas about activating your leadership, about attracting, igniting even more wealth could really change everything for you. So stay all the way through to the end. It's going to be an epic conversation, a lot of fun. These two are a powerhouse duo and uh, let's introduce them and bring them on the screen. Spence and Jenna guide conscious leaders to amplify their sole mission and create the limitless profitability and freedom that they are capable of. Together, they created their company, brand, and movement, Soul Meets Strategy, which they scaled while traveling the world together. They are on a mission to activate deep consciousness, providing leadership development and online business strategy for conscious entrepreneurs because they believe. Business is the biggest key to creating the collective change humanity requires. I ditto that. I second that. When they aren't working with their tribe, you can usually find them out on an adventure or sitting in ceremony. What a beautiful introduction. Jenna and Spence, are y'all ready to rock this house, superstars? We, yes, we are, are ready. Woo, can't wait. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. Y'all are live. Uh, let's talk about being in okay. your prime. Uh, let's talk to Spence. What does that mean to you, being in your prime? We'll start with you, brother. Being in your prime. Ooh, I'm just going to start by saying that was the most awesome psyched up intro I've heard in a while. So I'm bouncing up in here. I love it. I love it. So being in your prime. This to me means being in your element, being in your pocket. You know, when you're listening to your favorite tune and your head's bobbing and the rest of the world just totally melts away and it's just you and the song and you're feeling that movement, that to me is being in your prime. 
that can, that can be in your business. That can be in your life. That can be when you're having sex. That can be anything. When you're prime, you're not talking and you're just feeling it. Boom. Love it. I love it. I love it. Just in the zone and like every other detail other than what you're doing and experiencing in that present moment. It's irrelevant. You're just like totally in the zone. I love it. I love it, Spence. What about you, Jenna? Yeah. You know, the thing that came up for me with that question is being in your purpose mm. and like being in full embodiment of mm. that is essentially being in your prime because I am such a deep believer that our purpose is our life. You know, it's not like one thing. I do believe that we all have a soul mission, so to speak, of things that we're on a mission here to do. But the actual purpose is the day to day life and the embodiment. And to me, that is tapping into your prime, which means living a life on purpose, which is being in purpose. And that's really what came through for me with that question. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's like a lot of people think when they, when we talk about purpose, it's like some destination, it's some like badge or title, like this is who I am. And I really love what you said about like every day, it's living your, your purpose. You're living in your purpose. If you feel like you're making progress, if you feel like you're growing, if you are clear, if you are, you know, around great people, if you feel like you're making a difference, adding value to the world, that is living in your purpose. So I, I love it. Um, for everyone who's just getting connected with you too, let's talk about Soul Meet Strategy and what y'all are creating over there. Um, we'll start with Jenna. What do you? What would you want people to know about what you stand for, how you serve your clients with Soul Meet Strategy? Yeah, I feel like I could do an episode just on our beliefs and what we stand for. But in a nutshell for us, our company and the movement behind Soul Meet Strategy really comes back to what we feel our soul mission is. And that is helping leaders in the online space, you know, so coaches, healers, to us, like the real trailblazers who are changing the entire educational system, which is in turn shifting humanity, which I know sounds pretty deep stuff. But that's what really excites us is to support those people at stepping into their next level and upgrading and amplifying their leadership their consciousness and their business profitability. Because when you have all three of those things and they're all expanding and evolving as you grow as a human, that's where the real magic happens. Like that is where change happens and the ripple effect comes out of people's work. Because I really deeply believe that business and especially entrepreneurship, I'll go a layer deeper of like conscious entrepreneurship, you know, people who are wanting to make a change with the work they're doing. Like I think that is the biggest key that as a human species we have to make a change for the collective. Yeah, I love it. I love it at the big scope of what what's possible. And when we say, hey, I'm gonna go out and make a difference. And I think people, it's really important that we have a big vision and we also approach it like step by step because I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed. And I know you guys are focused on helping leaders scale their impact. So I think it's a really, really great place that you intersect because you find people who are already fired the heck up and they're like, how do I get this out to more people? How do I make this impact in bigger people? And ultimately change the face of humanity so that people are happier, more fulfilled, more in love with life. And I, I think it's awesome. Uh, Spence, did you have anything to add to that, man? Yeah, I'll just add one of the big things we see in with our clients and with, I'm going to say generally, you know, soul led, heart empowered entrepreneurs is we fall into this type of archetype, like a type of person where we're spiritual seekers and we're visionaries. It's an amazing gift to have that like, this is what is going to be moving the world in the direction we want to see, you know, creating a beautiful new reality for all of us. But the, the caveat of being a visionary or a seeker is very often we're up here 
we're in the clouds per se, you know, we're hanging out on the map, the top of the mountain over here, looking over the big picture of where we want to go. And part of what we do with our clients and what we're seeing in the industry a lot is the need to bring that down and ground it from the earth downward, right from the top of the mountain all the way down the beautiful flowing stream where it comes into that majestic pond at the bottom. So that's what we really help a lot of our clients do is take that vision and ground in reality. Because ultimately, if you can't ground your vision and your business in reality, you know, the systems, the process, the strategy side of soulmate strategy, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to fully bring your medicine forward and bring that soul piece, the big vision piece to the level that you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love it. Y'all are on fire. Let's go back into your journey. How did you get to where we are today? We'll start with Spence for your, for your journey uh, about being able to be this big component of Soul Meets Strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, how, did, how did your journey wind us up here? Yeah, it's it's been quite it's been quite a journey, and for me, it it started growing up up here in Canada in a middle class family, um, religious based family, and very much had spiritual gifts as a child that I'm only starting to reawaken to because of like the you know the social context that I grew up in. It, these gifts I had got suppressed. And what happened is I spent my teenage years with a lot of anger and, and trying to internalize and make sense of the world. You know, I always knew, as most hard empowered people do, that there was some sort of gap. And I couldn't figure out, you know, why the kids starving in Africa were put on their path there versus me, you know, ha- having food on the table, um, you know, having parents that, you know, cared for me. And all of that, and what it caused was a very much of this feeling of angst and anger within me, of where I was wronging and guilting and shaming myself for for living this reality that, quite frankly, I was gifted into. And this caused depression, anxiety, all of the things that a lot of teenagers and you know young adults going into, culminating in a suicide attempt, which thankfully didn't work out, and I'm still here today. Um, and then I very much was pushed. Um, with by my family in that white picket direction of, you know, you go to high school, you get you get good grades, you go to university. So that's what I did. I went to business school um, because my parents, they said they wouldn't help support what I wanted to do, which was a history degree. Um, I'm glad I didn't go down that path anyway, but anyway, <laughs> I went to business school and I was living this very interesting duality of life because um, I hadn't worked on my shit. I hadn't looked looked into the deeper aspects of my spirituality. And on one hand, here I am in business school, you know, getting the high grades and doing all these crazy projects and stuff. And on the other hand, I'm living this life of like being a rock star, playing drums in a sleaze hair metal band, um, drinking my face off like more Jack Daniels than you can even possibly imagine. And what ended happened was I ended up graduating university. I was feeling very broken and lost inside, pushed into the oil and gas industry which is very standard from where I come. And after two and a half years, you know, I hit a breaking point. I knew that something had to change, just like many people in corporate do. So I had to, I ended up handing in my, handing in my letter of resignation, the most terrifying thing I had done, breaking all that traditional pattern and hopping in my car and heading down to the United States. And I just lived out of my car, climbing and exploring wilderness. And this is where my first, real deep spiritual journey and the first thing that put me on this path that I'm on now was really finding solstice in the wilderness in the quietness out there 
tapping into nature, communing with the ancestors, the great spirits, all these things that until I actually took the action, I had no idea about. And from there, this culminated in a desire to go more inward and test myself, you know, as you know, all good young men do. I realized I hadn't had a rite of passage. I hadn't had a transition from childhood to teenagers to adulthood because that wasn't how it's been created for many of us, men and women as well. So I decided to go down to Patagonia, literally the end of the earth, traverse across some of these remote islands by myself, spending you know upwards of close to like 21, 30 days alone, going through a whole bunch of just amazing transformative ex- transformational experiences. And, you know, when they talk about, you know, the epiphany story, when that true moment knew that you were going to take up the call as an entrepreneur came for me when I was actually cutting across this remote island. And I can only describe as like I was on a ground of moss, like a beautiful tapestry, all the colors you can imagine. But what was interesting about it is these moss, this moss had water underneath it. So I was learning to hop from colored pad to colored pad to get to my destination. And I put one step at one point wrong and the entire earth dissolved around me. Literally, you know, 20 feet by 20 feet of this moss disappeared like that. And it churned into quick mud, like very much. So apologies for that. There's just some ladders in the background. Very much like all of the sand, it's this quick mud. And I had this epiphany moment. Well, just give us one second. Sure. While we stop squeaking. It's all good. Right on the good point, right on the solid point of the story, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens. You just got to roll up these things. Bro. Like, pay attention. <laughs> it means it's coming. It's coming. So anyway, first thing goes through the, my mind is, oh, shit, my mom is not going to know where I die. Mm. The second thing that goes through my mind is I have to do bigger and better things with my life. I'm here to make making impact and it was like a lightning rod and then my third thing that came through my mind was holy fuck i'm really grateful that i watched the episode where bear grills got out of quick mud what? <laughs> where he jumped in and like honestly like i used that technique that he showed like we get off your back and you float and you don't wow. fight it to save my life wow. and i managed to extract myself saved my pack and ended up carrying on to my destination. And from there, it was just a catalyst of coming back to Canada and getting involved with all kinds of entrepreneurial entrepreneurial endeavors and just learning lessons, learning lessons, learning about products, learning about bees, tying all together my beautiful vision for learning like the environment and all of these things. And what it culminated in is when I met Jenna my beautiful partner in shine and recent wife is that this synergized very, very deeply as a catalyst for us to create soul meat strategy. Beautiful. And we're going to dive into all the the good strategies and soul expanding techniques and tactics. So I I just, I love your journey, Spence. I love how, um, I love that rite of passage part as well, because I I really feel like that's a big missing for a lot of uh, men. And it's interesting that you you had to go through a near death experience, or you did go through one. I don't know if it was have to, but you did. And what... (laughs) an opportunity that was to see what is actually valuable and important to you. So I think it's important as well that like we get, we have these experiences while not putting ourselves into 
life and death danger. I think, you know, there's some degree of that, like, hey, survive, how are you going to survive? And without it being so extreme, but because we don't have the the tribal elders, so to speak, who are facilitating our growth experience and, and um, you know, rite of passage, then it can be difficult to have it. So it's, it we still achieve the same result, but it's not as, as dangerous, man. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I think that was really powerful. And Jenna, you have been patiently sitting there. Oh my goodness. Let's hear about your journey. How did you get to uh, meeting Spence and uh, Soulmate Strategy? Yeah, well, I definitely didn't almost drown in quicksand. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I've definitely had a journey within itself for sure, which, I mean, I could talk about that in depth. So I'll give the short uh, overview version of that. But essentially, the evolution for me you know, I grew up with, you know, not the same kind of lifestyle, Spencer, like I've been working since I was 12. So entrepreneurial has been like deeply embedded in me for a long, long time when I started as a sandwich artist at Subway. When yes, I was so, yes. You know, <laughs> the creator, <laughs> the creator of your reality. <laughs> so, you know, since that time, you know, I had this like deep sense of responsibility that I really used as a shield though to not have to do my inner work so by the time I was 17 I had met my ex-partner that I was with for seven years where I became a stepmom at 17 I was in a really abusive um, just really toxic relationship and while I was also taking care of like a man child and like literally his child I was also taking care of both my parents I was the um, the power of attorney whatever you want to call it for my grandmother at the time and literally my friends called me mother Jen I took care of everybody else which I mean there's lots of amazing things about that quality but there was also like a deeper sense of not wanting to have to put a mirror up and look at myself so I just looked at everybody else and I mean eventually that kind of came to a head and it was all being really reflected to me because I was 70 pounds heavier Mm. I was in this really bad relationship I had eating disorders like I was literally at one point dealing drugs like it was just a hot mess while at the same time wearing this shield and the space that everything was awesome because I did put myself through university I went to business school as well and I was working in the corporate world where I got into HR thinking I could help people um also I just had no idea what the hell I wanted to do so I was working in human resources um in, in both corporate leadership and then also in recruitment and I thought that would be amazing to like hire people and make their dreams come true although I worked at a manufacturing plant so I'm not sure how many dreams were like totally coming true there but that was the vision and what I quickly learned though was in the recruitment side of things I got to hire people but I also got to fire people and I got really really good at firing people which was not really a skill set that I wanted to have like I'll be honest there was some people who really deserved it who did some (laughs) crazy things but you know, the majority of people were really amazing individuals, you know, who had worked there for a long time. But with the economy, I was the, the person who had to lay people off. And like my kind of epiphany moment of needing to make a big change was when I paged an employee up to my office to give him a birthday card. And everybody was like really tight knit. There was about 300 employees. And I was like watching him through my blinds. And I saw him walk and he hugged every single person. It took him like 28 minutes to come to my office. And he came in and dropped to his knees. He's like, Miss Jenna, I'm ready. And I gave him his birthday card and he started crying. He's like, I'm not fired today. I was like, no, happy birthday. (laughs) And it just totally broke my heart. I'm like, that's who I am to people. Like the lady that fires people on their birthday. So between that epiphany and then leaving my relationship and focusing on my health, which got me into 
personal development, coaching, like really exploring my opportunities of what I could do outside of corporate. That's how I made my leap into coaching and healing and doing that locally, which eventually turned into online when I prospected Spencer at the time I was also doing network marketing and I prospected um, Spencer on Tinder. I thought he would be a great candidate <laughs> candidate for some protein shakes. So we went on a date and he moved in a week later and Soul Meat Strategy was born shortly after that. And we just immediately knew we were supposed to do something together. Mm. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Jenna. I really want to highlight for me what I see with the lesson of taking care of everyone else um, when you were when, when you were doing that without like being willing to look at what what's going on with you uh, and also I feel like HR has to do the quote unquote dirty work and take care of the parents the organization and like do those tough things so it's interesting that you you had to continue to do tough things and I also think that you learned how to say the the difficult words and have those difficult conversations which i imagine like really strengthened your coaching ability it strengthened your ability to say no and and have boundaries for what works and what doesn't work for you so i think you know what a blessing to go from hey i don't know how to say no and i'm going to just take care of this guy it's a toxic relationship into i have to say no all the time and i freaking hate it into Man, I, I know how to put powerful boundaries in place and coach people to be their 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 best selves and really live in their purpose. I think it's a really, really cool journey. Thanks. Yeah, it was like the ultimate duality and yeah. polarity of yeah. the extremes within that. And it was something that I needed to grow through and experience in order to learn how to have the sweaty palm conversations, in order mm. how to say yes to myself and how to say no to other people, which mm. I mean has led to I definitely think one of the skill sets that I have around being able to help people with their leadership, because you can't take people further than you've taken yourself. Like you have to get into the fire and grow through those things, whatever your niche is, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like if you want to help people, you have to be able to help yourself first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Let's dive into what it means to live from your soul, to be connected to your soul, to have a soul's uh, purpose or journey. I think you had a specific word for it earlier, but like, tell us about connecting first to our soul. Yeah. Either whoever, one of us. whoever wants to leap at it. I, I like to just throw it up yeah. and see who takes it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll jump on that. So I think maybe the word I might've used before was soul mission, but it's interchangeable soul purpose, soul mission. Um, but essentially to me, like that is like the deeper core purpose because our purpose is how we are day to day but there's also that purpose you know like what we're trying to do with our life like what are we trying to do to be in contribution and I feel like that forms based on kind of the mosaic of our reality our experience our you know ancestral wisdom that comes through our childhood like but I, I do deeply believe you know who knows like whether it's from a religious aspect or spiritual, but in some form or fashion, I really believe that we chose to come here. Yep. Each and every one of us, whatever that looks like, whatever your beliefs are. And from that, there's obviously a reason, you know, we came to have a human experience, but we're some sort of spiritual being here to have that human experience, which yep. means that there's lessons to learn, which involves interacting with other people and helping them on those soul missions as well. And there's like that bigger mission that oftentimes business becomes attached to, you know, where you intertwine and do the dance of entrepreneurship and business or a non-profit. It doesn't have to always be an income-generating business, but it's a mission. It's a movement that you're here to create, which involves other people, both in terms of usually being involved within that. 
And then also in regards to who gets impacted by it on a bigger kind of ripple scale effect as well. Wow. I love it. I've been having a lot of conversations recently with people who are like, how do I get more clients? How do I grow my following? How do I get traction? I feel like I don't have the traction that I want. And I'm like, you know, what's the movement that you're out there creating? And, and it's like usually the, the root cause is it's a more of a selfish approach and not being in wonder and in curiosity and adventure and exploration and play about like how can we bring these, these gifts, these principles, these conversations to people's lives so it makes a difference, so that their lives are transformed because of the work that I really love to do. And I think having a movement and maybe not – it might not be everyone's – goal, but I think a lot of people on social media today, influencers, leaders, visionaries, want to be a part of a movement because that it's exciting. Come on, like who doesn't want to be a part of a movement? I love being a part of something that's massive, that's transformed the world. Uh, I think we can all, some some of us can relate to going into a seminar room and being a part of a crowd of people that is just so freaking amped up. And it's like, I don't know why I'm excited, but we're, we're here and we're unleashing and we're just being our greatest possible selves. So let's go. Um, so I think, you know, it's the, the movement, of course, there's an undertone of it and people know why they're there. But I think that's, that's really important uh, to have as well. Uh, Spence, did you want to add anything to the soul aspect of what Jenna said? Yeah, I was going to pick up what you're putting down around the movement there and why people are so drawn to it. And if we look at it as like the masculine and the feminine dynamics, which is so much strategy, we very much do, right? You have the soul, which is the more feminine, and then you have the, you know, the structure and the strategy, which is the more masculine. So, you know, if you're in this conference room and you're feeling it and there's men and there's women around and people are feeling united, the reason this is, is because it's on a biological level with these energies. The man is, the man is sitting there thinking like, I, it's a challenge and an opportunity to bring this movement forward. And that's what drives a lot of men and a lot of that masculine energy. And then for a lot of women who are sitting there in this beautiful room around the movement, like the feminine is very much drawn and is very much based in, in love. So at love and community, and then you're sitting here in the same room and they're feeling all this love around the movement. So this is why movements can gain steam. When you add that element of love, you're going to attract a ton of aligned women to your movement. And if you have that challenge and you're playing up that opportunity to change and move things forward, you're going to bring a ton of men into your movement as well. So this is one of the things we always work with our clients. And quite frankly, we work on every single day within our relationship, within our business, and in our life is dropping into like, how can you harness the masculine and the feminine energies within you to have that alignment that is really going to allow you to be that soul led leader that, that is the leader of this huge movement of change. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that, that goes perfectly in with scaling. How do we actually scale the movement? Cause I think a movement starts at grassroots level of three, five, 10, 20, 30 people, whatever, right? And, and it, these people are so committed to a cause, to values, to this mission that they say, I want, to, I want to grow this. I want more people to have this and experience this. What would you say is important in the aspects of scaling? Because I know it's a big part for you. Let's start with uh, Jenna. Yeah, I think there's a couple of key things when it comes to scaling. And scaling means different things to every single person. One of the things that I think of when I think about scaling, especially with our business, is both scaling income, yes, because without money in a business, especially a conscious business, because I think a lot of times people have that backwards and they think, oh, if you're conscious or spiritual or whatever, you don't need the money. And it's quite opposite. I think they need the money even more because 
those are the people who are using that money to create and catalyze change. But when you're scaling, you're scaling your wealth, yes, and your revenue and the profitability in that piece, but you're also scaling your impact and your community and what you're actually doing. So on a more technical level of like what that really looks like to me is the continuous growth and evolution, which means looking at things like systems of how can you start to quote unquote work smarter, not harder of, you know, if you're typing out every single client email, um, when maybe there's a template you could create like that to me is a component of scaling. Like you're, you're starting to bring in automation, but not automation from the level of, you're automating everything so you don't have to talk to your people because you can't automate human to human connection and people can smell that more than ever. Like they, the trend is moving away from that. So it's not about scaling so you don't have to talk to your people. It's about actually scaling so you can spend more time talking to your people. So if there's emails that you can automate like contracts and stuff, that is scaling. If there's opportunities that you can take to start growing your audience like to me, that is scaling. So that could be joint ventures. Um, you know, it's about bringing on team members so you can spend again more time with your people, more time in your genius zone. So it's essentially about being able to scale the movement, which is also going to scale the impact as well. So that means looking at all those different areas within your business, both of like your leadership and your own self. Because again, it's like it's that mirror for you because you can't scale if you don't have the belief system to support that. Like you can, you can never grow faster than what your belief system is going to support. And like, we all have that capacity meter of how much wealth and love and abundance we're going to allow ourselves to scale up to. So you have to like keep growing and expanding that threshold consciously. And that's hard, but it's like, you can't grow to the next level unless you're willing to stretch yourself and make stretchy investments and make crazy entrepreneurial risks and do things to start scaling out in order to grow that movement that you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I want to touch on a couple points and then Spence will hear your perspective. I think the intimacy with our audience, I think that's super important. I think a lot of people want to delegate intimacy and relationships. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not going to work. It may have worked uh, in, in, let's say, the beginning of the digital age when people are like, ooh, this internet thing, ooh. But today there's so many options from people to choose from. Like they ha someone has to feel like you really give a shit about them, like you really care. You really will go the extra freaking mile and do whatever it takes to make sure that they get the results. And I think that that is super important to bring that, that mindset, that mentality to whatever it is that we do. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And, uh, you know, just the, the templates, bringing the strategy into things so it can be repeatable just because it's a template, just because it's a process, just because we have a team doesn't mean that it's, it's distant and mechanical and cold. It could just make life easier. So I think it's it's really a fine dance between, hey, what of this can we outsource and give away? And what is my genius? What are people counting on to experience with me? And I think also it's like the right things as well. Like even the smallest little touch, like writing a personal letter or, you know, things like that. We've heard of those things before. Uh, sending a personal video to someone, like it's the small little things, but they can go really far in keeping the connection and keeping the intimacy. So I love what you're sh sharing there, Jenna. Uh, Spence, how about you, man? What would you add to scaling? Yeah, I would say the interesting thing is the quote-unquote scaling of the business part. To me and for a lot of our clients, like that is actually the easiest component because you have a system, you have a strategy. If you can stick to it and you can rinse and repeat, you're going to be able to grow and 
But the thing that most leaders come up against is they don't actually know how to scale their energy. And when your energy, when your physical force field, like we have an electromagnetic field around us, when that contracts, when we're anxious, we're tired, we have adrenal fatigue, we're burnt out, we don't want to show up, there's no amount of strategy from the business side that's going to keep your business scaling. So the work of the conscious entrepreneur or the soul-led leader with the movement who wants to grow this business is looking at the other two big components that Jen and I are such big believers in here at Soulmate Strategy, which is the leadership development, which starts with leading self. So that way you can lead your business and lead others. And looking at the consciousness expansion aspect as well, which is very much about grounding yourself spiritually and aligning your beliefs with your business. And when you can do those two things, the scaling of the business part is going to grow and grow and grow. And you're going to have the biggest movement you want. But the hindrance is Always, 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 if you do not know how to scale your energy, if you don't know how to release things, if you don't know how to you know, get rid of people and get rid of things that aren't serving you, move through your traumas, do the healing, do the belief work, all that stuff which falls under the consciousness expansion and the leadership development, the, 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 the systems and stuff, they're not going to work. Right, right. That's, that's such a powerful point, man. I, I love that. Like it's the what is the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. You may have heard that one, or um, you know, it's like whatever our our identity believes that we can create. Like Jenna was saying, like what what are what is our mindset? What does our identity say we are meant to have? And to shift that creates a whole new world. Like that's how we get different results. Is when we say no, nope, that's not my normal to stay at you know let's say a couple thousand dollars a month. No, my new normal, and here's what it's like, and here's what I had to give to get to it tens of thousands of dollars every month, like that's my new normal. That's who I am. And to like embody that, I think it's such a big challenge for people because what what comes to mind for me and I've heard a lot of people say is like, well, I kind of feel like I'm faking it, right? I kind of, I have to to persuade my subconscious mind that I'm already doing that. And I think that that just is creating more resistance. How would you guys empower people to shift their energetic leadership and their energetic capacity to step into that new identity. We'll start with uh, Spence. What do you, what would you recommend now? Sure. Like I know on a personal level and something I I'm a huge believer in is there's, there's two components that I think can really will absolutely amplify people. Mm-hmm. And that is time connecting with nature mm-hmm. and meditation. If you can synergize those two together, even better. So the first, the first part about nature is a lot of soul led leaders and conscious leaders, like we're doing all these things and we're caught up in the digital age and we're on our phones a lot and we have these great hearts. But what we don't realize is that when we don't take time away from all of these, all of these external sources and go out into nature, like going out alone or with your partner and getting quiet, you're actually like your electromagnetic field that I alluded to earlier. It contracts. Wow. Like we're literally, our bodies are under attack from EMFs, from these electronics we hold all the time yeah. and how we can actually expand. I like to say it, our force field and our ability, our capacity for love and bliss and joy and ease and all of these things that are going to help you in your leadership and your consciousness expansion is to get out into nature and reconnect with essentially our primal roots. And if you can do that once a day, consciously getting away from your electronics and all that stuff, you will see amazing results in your business and life, like innumerable, innumerable, innumerable. This is why like we, 
we don't make anyone in our programs do anything, but it's highly strategically set up to get people out into nature and harnessing and unlocking a lot of these deep gifts and ancient knowledge that they already have within them that come out through nature. And then working in great synergy in tandem with that is meditation. You hear it all the time. Oh, you know, meditation, do this, get on the app. And but a lot of people come up because they don't actually do it. And actually getting quiet and turning inward and removing the external stimulus and finding yourself within yourself is one of the best things you can do as well. And it's made innumerable differences in Jenna's life, my life, the life of our clients. Those two things will change everything within your business. Damn. Damn. Get it. Love it. That's great stuff, Spence. How about you, Jenna? Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think he really nailed that one. Um, I was going to dive in around nature as well, but I, I think he really summed that one up really well. That's awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm curious. With nature, what is, what's important when you go to nature? What do you pay attention to? What, what matters when we're in nature? I think the biggest thing is how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and being present to the experience because I feel so often, especially as leaders and entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get caught up in, especially the future, I would say, of like where you're going, yep. what you need to do, what's on your to-do list, what's your short-term, medium, long-term vision, who you got to talk to, follow up, like all that kind of stuff. And then also sometimes in the past too, right? Even if that's like five minutes ago in the past and we're like, oh, I totally messed that up. I could have done better. I should have signed more people up. I could have spoken better. Like basically living in the past we're living in the future, but when you're in nature, it's so much easier to just be in the now, which so oftentimes we're not. Yeah, building off of what Jenna said there, I'd love to offer the listeners a couple practical strategies to get out, get out. And whether you're someone who gets into nature a lot or someone who admittedly is listening to this, knowing, hey, like this is something I need to incorporate. There's a few simple things, and it really starts with being present, building off of what Jenna said being present within nature. And often this can take a little time. And this is why when I say, you know, get out into nature every day, take an hour out of your schedule and get out there. Because the first 15 minutes for a lot of us, we need to take off our shoes to ground in and walk around and let all of those thoughts where we're very much up here in our head, move away. So that way we can move down into our hearts and into our more lower energy center chakras so that way we can ground in with nature, that more activating that primal instinct of, you know, our ancestors and those who came before us long before the digital age took over. Mm-hmm. So once you've done your 15 minutes out there, go find yourself a leaf. It sounds simple. Go find a leaf on a beautiful tree or a beautiful bush and look at that leaf and just look at that leaf for five or 10 minutes. Get to know that leaf intimately. Look at all of the little veins winding. Look at like all of the little patterns. And when you start getting into it, you will actually see that there is so much detail and beauty in a simple little leaf that we hurdle through life doing all of these things, growing these businesses. But then you look at it and it's just a simple little leaf. And that exercise will focus you and center you like nothing else. And if you're getting triggered by that right now, thinking that's the stupidest thing ever, I don't have time to go look for <laughs> I'm just going to challenge you to get curious about that. Mm. Is that that stupid or have you just become that disconnected from yourself, which in essence is nature, that you think that's stupid, right? Because you're living so much in the future or in the past. So Mm -hmm. just something to get curious Mm -hmm. about. 
might not be the exercise for you, or it might be the exact thing that you need. Mm -hmm. We go super deep on this kind of stuff in our <laughs> retreats and all that. I know you run retreats as well, Chris. And this is one of those things where if we go so much deeper than just looking at a leaf, but that's one of the great <laughs> tools that, you know, it's a good little intro to get people out there. Um, yeah. Another great one um, that gets a lot of bad rap from like the whole like hippie movement and stuff like that is to actually go put your hands on a tree, mm -hmm. take your shoes off, close your eyes, and just think about how grounded and rooted this tree is in the earth. And if there's a literal exchange of ions from the earth into your body. And this is how you dissipate EMF frequencies and all of this stuff. And that's, that's a conversation for another time. But there's no doubt with like 4 or 5G, all of these things rolling out, we are tied to our electronics as a way of creating income, moving our movement forward. So how do we honor our bodies, these beautiful vessels that carry the spirit and our essence in them, is going out and doing these simple things and connecting with nature. Yeah. I'm curious with productivity and making sure we're juggling all the, the plates and keeping things going, what do, you, what do you guys usually recommend around strategies or mindset shifts? How do we approach productivity, our days, and making it every day the best day ever? So something we've definitely grown through. Yes, we've grown through this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so in, in total transparency, because I know we talk about in our kind of official, non-official bio about traveling the world while yeah. we've grown our business, it's allowed us the opportunity to experience burnout mm. and the opportunity in full transparency to experience ineffective ways yeah. to scale because you can get yourself pretty far just on pure commitment and grit yep. and we did that but there comes the point where you hit adrenal fatigue and that's mm. what we experienced and I can say we traveled the world while not being very present to a lot of it not experiencing mm. a lot of it because even though we didn't tell ourselves we were we were totally in the hustle yeah. <laughs> like working like 17, 18 hours a day and then driving 20 hours the next day and then you know catching up the next day and so it was just an insanity and you know our business didn't necessarily suffer as a result but we did mm -hmm. and eventually something has to happen so like this is a really good question because i see it all the time where people really struggle of like how do i be more effective and move the needle forward but not like at the cost of my own health or my own spirituality or, you know, my freedom lifestyle, like all those kinds of things that present themselves. So a couple of really key things that have helped us is number one, time blocking. And I mean, that might be something new to people. That might be something lots of you have heard before, but taking a look, depending on what you do right now, if you are still at a job, if you have your own business, like I know for us, we had to commit and make a real commitment to stop working on weekends because I actually got to a point where I didn't know what to do when I wasn't working anymore because wow. it became my whole identity. I love our business. I love, I love our clients. I love working, but I didn't know what to do when I wasn't. So I had to like make a commitment. It was really uncomfortable to stop working after like 6 PM mm -hmm. and take the weekends off and just start getting back to being a human again, which dramatically increased my effectiveness and productivity. Like I think there's some kind of stat that if you work eight hours, like what you get done in that eight hours, you could probably get done in like two hours because most of the time we're all just kind of dicking around to not really getting things done. So the time blocking piece of like setting better working boundaries and then time blocking in a way that you start designing your own ideal schedule. Like for me, I only do calls on like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays and Monday and Fridays are really made for like creation and like projects and doing those things because before my calendar, you could book in with me on a Sunday at one in the morning if you wanted. <laughs> like any day I got your back. And that really wasn't in service to anybody. 
And I see this all the time where people have like no real boundaries and it's kind of coming from a place of scarcity, I think for a lot of people or their own self-worth and value that like, if they're not available all the time, things aren't going to move forward. So really looking at yourself of how can you be a more effective leader while honoring yourself at a deeper level? And I think that really starts with like how you actually structure your day. And one of the other big things of our day is um, in the morning, no matter what, no matter how busy the day we have, even if that means we need to get up a little early, we always have a solid hour to like literally have a cacao ceremony or make some juice and go outside with our dog, like just do something that's just chill yeah. to set our day, set intention for the day. And same thing in the evenings, even if we work kind of late, we, we make sure for an hour to two hours before bed, there's no more electronics, mm. there's no more talking about work and projects, no matter how exciting they are. Mm. And that creates a lot more spaciousness for like that creative potential, which also makes me a lot more effective. And I know the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. Building off of what you just said there around the morning ritual, this is very important. And we see time and time again, a lot of people don't take this very seriously as entrepreneurs. But when you look at the entrepreneurs who are making, you know, the multi six figures, the seven figures, they all of them have a, a, a morning ritual. And here's the reason why. Think about this. If you've ever been up to Canada or you're up in Alaska and you have your vehicle and it sits out at minus 30 C or um, like 32F or I'm not sure the Fahrenheit because I'm from Canada. But anyway, let's say it's really, really cold. And you go out in the morning and you put the key in and then you just floor it down the highway. It's going to hurt your vehicle. Your vehicle is going to crack. There's going to be all kinds of issues. And it's going to lead to a not, a le- not as smooth, effective ride. And it's going to damage you and your vehicle in the long term. It's much the same as an entrepreneur. If you get up and you're on your phone before you get out of bed and you're starting to do client stuff and you're, you're, you're literal, like I was talking about, the electromagnetic field is starting to contract because your body is releasing chemicals of anxiety. Mm stress, the cortisol, these things are flowing from you and your day hasn't even started. You haven't connected with nature. You haven't connected with yourself. So this is why all of our clients on the intake process tell us what their morning ritual is. We like to call it a sacred ritual because it is sacred. You must protect and honor your process of warming up in the morning. You're essentially starting your engine and you're letting it sit there to warm up in the cold and it gets warmer and warmer and warmer. And after an hour or an hour and a half, whatever it looks like for you, your car, you are ready to get going. And a lot of the times I always encourage people to, you know, put that, put the gas down and start going up to, you know, 40 miles an hour. You're not going a hundred miles an hour right off of it. And everyone can find their own peak cycle. Like for me, my best work happens at, you know, 9, 10, 11 a.m. Mm. Um, a lot of her stuff is in the afternoon. So you kind of have to find your own cycle. But it starts with that sacred ritual, um, grounding, you know, checking in with yourself. You know, for a lot of us, if you have kids and stuff, you know, paying attention to your family, reading, whatever it looks like, it's about doing something that isn't jumping into the business right off the get-go. Yeah, one one final thing on the effectiveness train is the the concept of the one thing. Mm-hmm. Because whether whether you're a full-time entrepreneur, you're part-time, you're wanting to step into it, as a leader, most of us end up putting way too much stuff on our plate. Like mm-hmm. that saying like you overestimate what you can do in a year and you totally underestimate what you can do in five. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how people like typically run their day. Like I know when we were in the early stages of our business, like we had a notepad that literally was stacked full of like do this today and we're going to launch a webinar. We're going to expand onto LinkedIn today and we're going to do that tomorrow. And like you're totally setting yourself up to feel like a failure every single day when in actuality success is how you feel when your head hits the pillow at the end of the day. So it's like people are just creating this like failure syndrome for themselves. So one of the big things that changed us was um, Gay Hendricks book, The Big Leap. Amazing book if you haven't read it before. And just that whole concept of the one thing, like choose one, two, three max things in a day, in a week, in a month. Like obviously if it's a month, it's a bigger project. If it's in your day, it's like, what's the small action that moves the needle forward of the bigger vision for the month, the bigger project and operate from that and consider like anything else you get done beyond those one or two, three things that move towards your one big thing, that's a bonus. And prioritize that stuff first because people often, we're human, right? We procrastinate. So we're like, oh, I need to design my webinar. I think I'll start by scrolling Facebook today and see if I can get in the echo chamber of other coaches. So instead of doing that, if you want to do that later when you're sitting on the toilet after you've done your webinar design, fine. But start with the things that are going to move the needle forward and you're going to feel so much more accomplished and build the momentum and you're going to feel like a more effective leader in your business too. Mm. I love it. I love it. And I want to go back to what Spencer said about like the car starting. I think that was really great. And, um, you know, something I just learned recently is like our body actually uses cortisol to wake us up, right? Like it sends cortisol to us to say, Hey, it's time to wake up. It's morning. Right. And like, if we don't take the time to dissipate that cortisol and go out into nature, relax, breathe, right. And get like process that, then we're going to be running on cortisol all freaking day long. And guess what? Like one of the biggest problems that people have is these days, it's adrenal fatigue. It's like just constantly being go, go, go. And, uh, I just, it's so interesting that our body says, Hey, here's something that in moderation will help you get up and going. And especially when you're out in the day and you got to get shit done, like this will be your rocket fuel. This is your afterburners. This is your super, super juice. Okay. I, I want you, you get this, this is a blessing, but don't overuse it. You know? And I think a lot of people just get into it's, we don't even know. We're not even educated. A lot of us on what what's going on in our body. So I really love that y'all take a a perspective of like what's actually happening in our bodies in addition to the spirituality, in addition to the strategy. I think it's really a comprehensive approach you guys take, which is it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So we want to start wrapping it up with the final takeaways of this interview. I know you we could keep going for hours and hours and hours and hours and Let's wrap it up because this is so powerful. I want people to um, just know what are the final thoughts you want to leave them with that they can take action on uh, right away. It could be something we already touched on or it could be some, some new things you want to share to just wrap up. We'll start with Jenna. Mm. So I, I think the big thing, and we kind of touched on this, but one final takeaway is whether you have a business right now and wherever that's at or something you want to be doing, like within your own leadership, and the movement either that you're a part of or that you're creating, it will always be your mirror. So if you want to keep expanding that capacity, you want to keep expanding your capacity for wealth, you want to be able to receive more love, you want to call in your soulmate partner, you know, you want to do all these things, your business will always be a mirror because it will show you things and the parts of yourself that are unhealed, yep. right? So like if you find that you can't have those sweaty palm conversations, they're going to have to happen in your business. So you're going to have that opportunity where you're like, oh, wow, now I need to learn how to 
fire my assistant that's misaligned and all those things that are going to contribute to you being able to grow. So if you're ever kind of wondering, hmm, I'm not really sure what the missing link is of why I'm not where I want to be, start looking at the gaps within your business of the things that you're most uncomfortable or avoiding doing. And those will be the exact things that you need to do in order to move it forward. It comes back to that whole concept of the reason you can't is the reason that you must. So if you feel like you can't do X, Y, and Z, you feel like you can't go on Facebook Live, that's the reason that you must because that's what's going to move the needle forward is you leaning in to fully express yourself and whatever's required of you in that moment. Thanks. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'll follow that up with it to leave um, the listeners and viewers with is the whole concept of destination versus the journey and our society and a lot of the magazines that talk about entrepreneurship and all these things, there's such a focus on destination thinking. Mm -hmm. When I get to $50,000 a month, I'll be happy. When I have my dream team in place, things will feel so much easier and we focus. There's so much addiction to the destination. But when you come from the more spiritual conscious aspect, you look at you, you reincarnated here as a spiritual being to walk the path of entrepreneurship. And here's the interesting thing. It's all about making money and impact and doing all of these things. But when we leave, when we leave this earth plane for whatever comes afterwards, no matter what your belief is, we actually can't take any of those physical things that are grounded in what we call, you know, the 3D, this three reality. Like I can actually hold and use money. You can't take that with you. So what was the purpose of you being an entrepreneur? It's our belief here at Soulmate Strategy. It's here to leave that impact, that legacy that you've done with the movement you've you've done on the people who are still here in the earth plane. And it's about the lessons. It's about the journey. It's about the opportunities that you're going to take back to the great unknown. And you're going to have those lessons with you for life. So don't get so focused on the destination and the numbers and start focusing in on what were the opportunities and what were the lessons? How did I become a better human being, a more aligned spirit through this entrepreneurial journey? And everything will change. The money will happen. The clients will happen. The impact will happen. It's such a great way. And when your head hits the pillow every single night, you're going to feel in total alignment with your head, your heart, and your heart. Mm. Y'all are on fire. Jen and Spence, how do people take these next steps with you, champions? What do they do? Yeah, absolutely. We love making new friends and connections. Like we said, it's about human to human connection. So if you like our vibe and you want to be our friend and be a part of our community. Of course they do. with us is on social media, but make sure you actually connect with us so we can add you back and be a part of the community and have a conversation. So you can find us on Instagram. I don't know if you want us to actually read off what Yeah, yeah, share share what your handles are, how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so Instagram, um, Soul Meet Strategy is our handle. You can also find our business page, Soul Meet Strategy, where you can get in touch with our actual personal profiles just by searching us up off there as well. And our Facebook group and everything is linked off to our business page. Yeah, beautiful. Anything you want to add to that, Spence? Yeah, if you want to go one step further, because we're all about the human-to-human connection, send us a video, a 15-second video message about yourself and what's on your heart, 
because um, we love seeing face-to-face. I truly believe it's the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I love nothing more than receiving video notes from people, and we send them all the time. It's going to be happening more and more in 2020 and 2021. So, yeah, go the extra mile. You know, Take that extra leadership step. If you want to reach out, you like our vibe, send us a video note because we'd love to get to know you on a deeper level. Boom shakalaka. Uh, Soul Meets Strategy, Jenna and Spence, y'all are up to amazing things in the world. Super, super blessed to have you here. I'm so grateful. I don't even remember who tagged you on that post about retreats, but y'all are doing amazing work. So you're working with clients, you're doing retreats, people can stay connected with you, have a conversation with you, and just get to know you more and see how you can really transform their business, help them scale their business, help them connect with their purpose and their their conscious leadership even more. It's really, really cool what you're doing, and I appreciate you blessing our audience with all this epic conversation thank you so much yeah thanks Chris. this was a riot I, I love your style and i knew this was going to be good just based on your branding and everything but yeah i'm super pumped up right now i need to go have a cold polar dip or something <laughs> We're down. Thank, I love you. It. thank you thank you guys you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you soon okay cheers Bye. Bye, everyone. from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in right now we've reached the end of this episode But this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com plan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.